Hi, and welcome to Grow Your Own Way. My name is Nina. I'm a brand and business coach for intentional and purpose-driven founders and CEOs who are craving a sustainable and spacious business first. I'm also a 6-2 manifesting generator and quad raid in human design. And I'm here to support you in growing your brand and business in your own unique way. This podcast is for those of you who are curious about a more holistic approach to your business, like mindset work, nervous system work, energetics, you know, practices that really support you. Join me as I draw from my experiences and my pool of wisdom and offer you tools and strategies, systems and structures that support you and really create safety and spaciousness in your business. Thank you so much for choosing to be here and I'm so, so happy to have you in this space. The Responding CEO currently has its doors open and I'm so excited to share this with you. The Responding CEO is a first of its kind business immersion and community just for sake roles. And it's something that I was looking for, right? I've done the research, I've Googled, I've Instagram, I side searched. There were courses and communities, you know, for just for um, maybe business for projectors or a community for projectors or a content course for generators and you get the gist, but I couldn't find a business immersion that really, A, just for generators and manifesting generators and that really teaches and supports and guiding sacrals to really grow a sustainable and spacious brand, right? While also, you know, focusing on mindset, while also focusing on embodiment practices. And I think most importantly, that big community element, so, right? So the Responding CEO is a six months business immersion and community created for generators and manifesting generators. So the sacral beings who want to grow a spacious and sustainable brand and business in their own unique way. And this is really where your unique gifts and strengths inform your brand, marketing and business strategy. So this is where strategy and energetics really co-create to help you step into the sacral CEO that you've always designed to be, right? And to give a little bit of the why, right? The key to building a sustainable, your sustainable and spacious business online in 2024 is showing up in your own unique and authentic way, right? Really allowing yourself to be seen in your work. Meaning, growing, creating, offering, selling from your authentic self. And as a generator and manifesting generator, you're here to create a business that fully lights you up to create offers that satisfy you because that's when you're your most magnetic, right? And when you actually attract others into your world. 
And so learning how to work with your unique energy and create a unique to you brand, marketing and business strategy to really stand out online. So we're really attracting instead of chasing and learning how to embody, yeah, the energetics to really step into like big sacral CEO vibes. Doors close on October 22nd and we're currently, we currently have two more spots left for um, our early access. Um, the link is in the show notes. If you have any questions, DMs the chat to the place to chat. I'm always here. If you have an emotional authority, you need maybe a little bit longer to make your decision, just reach out to me. All right. Until then, bye. Hello and welcome back to another episode on the Grow Your Own Way podcast and I'm super excited to have a beautiful guest here today, um, Zanti from Osierra over on Instagram and yeah I'm really excited to kind of dive into this conversation. We already had um, a quick chat and I'm like okay let's hit record so all you guys get to be part of our conversation but I'm kind of going to hand it over to Zanti already, but just maybe for me to say, like, she, I found Zanti and Osiera probably like a couple of months ago. And um, I was so fascinated of the way, you know, uh, you show up. And I was like, I need to have her on the podcast and, you know, hear more about her story and her journey. Um, and yeah, I think she's such an amazing role model to a lot of like entrepreneurs in the business space by really embodying like the authentic and when I say authentic I mean like you know you say one thing and you actually follow through with it um so anyway I'm gonna hand it over to you so yeah thank you for joining us today thank you for having me and that was a beautiful introduction so as you said yeah I'm Xanthi I my current sort of working title is content coach for creative business owners. And the way that I view that and the way that I approach that is really through the lens of social media as a tool for community building. So in the sort of like greater sense of purpose of why I do what I do is to help folks to build loyal communities that they then can connect with online and offline and that then support their businesses for the long term. And the reason why we got into that is because over the past several years and growing our own creative business, we recognize that every single step that we've ever taken, every single new season, every shift that we've ever moved into, we've been able to do that because of the support of the community that we have and the relationships that we built. And so it really just sort of felt like the natural next step to show people how beautiful that relationship or how beautiful that support system can be um, if we really approach it through a lens of intentionality. So I think it's interesting because yes, like I am a social media strategist right like in the, the bare bones like when my parents ask me what I do I'm like I'm a social media strategist but when it comes to the way that I really believe and show up on social media it's not about any of that stuff it's not about the algorithms and the analytics and the kind of nitty-gritty tech side of things while I can obviously support and educate on those things it's really about the relationships and ultimately being able to make social media a place that's really fun because there are people that you love there and then being able to kind of turn it off and enjoy your real life as well um, in equal measure. And yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey to, like you said, embody that myself, be able to show other people that it's possible that you can succeed in business and you can build a brand online without dedicating your entire life to content creation or to the digital world. Um, 
yeah, so I'll leave it there, but, but I do appreciate the introduction and that's just a little bit of an overview on kind of how I approach things and my perspective. Mm, thank you so much for the introduction. I'm like, all right, I've already ticked off like three questions probably. And I guess <laughs> if you can tell, you know, like you're a marketing professional, obviously, like, you know, like some of the questions, obviously someone who's like not in the marketing world wouldn't even like speak to naturally, right? Um, but you've kind of already touched on like the, the journey a little bit. So maybe love to find out a little bit more, you know, how Osiera Creatives kind of started as an agency and I think also maybe some of the lessons, right? And um, how did the shift of like, actually, we want to step more into like educating, but also like why specifically, why specifically like creative business owners and what were some of like maybe the struggles or where you were like, hey, actually, this just doesn't feel right anymore, right? And um, we've already kind of touched on, um, actually, before we started recording on Sandy's um, human design and your profile and the three in your profile, for example, the three five is the way you kind of step up or show up. It's everything where you teach best, where you're like in your aligned self it's basically all these experiences, right? So there's almost like no end goal, but it's like the journey. And having kind of gone through that lesson, that's how you then kind of, you know, show up and share. So I'm just interested to see and hear um, of, yes, maybe, yeah, the path of, you know, having gone from like the agency and then actually, you know, this is what we want to do. Something specifically happened and yeah, hand it over. <laughs> so many questions in there, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to bring it all together. So, yeah, I mean, okay. So first of all, like what's the journey and, and that, and I love, I, I do want to mention though, what you said about like the kind of leading and sharing through the experiences, because that has been such a huge part of everything that we've done up till now. Like I uh, got asked recently, like, Oh, I'm in a transition in my business. How do I show up online or how do I show up with my clients? And I, like for me, I've always used this expression. I'm leading through learning. Like I am learning. And because I'm sharing that I'm learning, I'm becoming a leader just by doing that because you're actually bringing people along for the ride and for the process. So I just love that you put voice to that. So let's talk about that process. <laughs> let's talk about that journey. So with that said, so we started Osierra Creative and the business is actually just called Osierra, but our Instagram is Osierra Creative. And uh, me and my husband, Frank, started the business together um, almost six years ago now. And when we started the business, we were a catch-all creative agency. Like we were just sort of honestly freelancers taking on anything we could take on within the creative space. So we were managing people's social media accounts. We were designing logos. We were doing photography. We were doing wedding photography. Like we were taking on saying yes to anything, designing websites. And by no means were we deeply educated in any of those spaces. Like we were really just sort of like creative beings with skill sets that were easily transferable to different elements. So someone says, oh, I want a website. I was like, okay, I guess I can figure out how to do that, right? So it was very scrappy in the early days and it was really fun for us, right? We were actually pretty newly together. Like we had only been dating for about six months when we started the business, which is wild. We got married after we started our business. Um, and so we were just having fun with it. We were having fun with the freedom of it. We were having fun with meeting new people, building community. This was all like locally in our hometown at the time, um, which is in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we've since moved many 
you know, distances from there. Um, but we were kind of in our hometown. We were building relationships. We were loving it. We were helping people. We really enjoyed that. We were just like kind of seeing what happens. And it was pretty quick that we were able to sustain our lifestyles, sustain our lives, like through the business, through the revenue. So we went to it full time really quickly. And then we sort of slowly over time started zooming in on what do we really enjoy doing? What's really working? What's not working? So we kind of ended up in this model where we were still doing a lot of content marketing stuff. Like we were helping with social strategy. We were taking photography for social media. And then we were doing brand and web design because those were sort of the biggest, I mean, to truthfully, like if you look back at the industry, pretty much anybody who built a creative agency on like within the online space within the last five, six years went that route because brand and web was just what people were doing. And, um, and I, I speak to that because I think it's actually really important to, to be honest about the fact that like we, did that because it was what other people were doing. And it took us a while to realize that just because we can doesn't mean we should. And it wasn't necessarily the route we wanted to go. So in terms of what happened, and now this is thinking back, we've had our business for four years at this point, right? We've become brand and website specialists. We're known in that space for that. We're still doing content marketing stuff, strategy stuff, but um, but ultimately the way we were showing up online was very unlike anybody else in the brand and web design agency or in the brand and web design community. So what was interesting was that we were getting clients over and over again, consistently, just because they liked what we were talking about, just because they liked who we were and what we were talking about and what we were sharing about online was really more, more kind of connected to our lifestyle and our experiences as business owners of, for example, we moved to Mexico. We completely picked up our life, bought a house in Mexico, moved there, lived there for two years, built it into an Airbnb. Like we had a quite an extensive journey um, outside of our agency that we were sharing really candidly online. We were also calling out a lot of industry norms that were happening that just weren't really serving the community or serving the client base anymore. Um, calling out a lot of the sameness that was happening, not in a negative way, but just in a very aware way of like, look, our industry's got some issues. Like, let's see if we can work together to fix them. And it was all those perspectives that were really attracting the people we wanted to be working with. And so it was interesting because the relationships that were coming to us, the opportunities that were coming to us weren't coming to us because of our design skill. They were coming to us because of our personality and because of our willingness to be open with that and our humanness and the the authenticity with which we were able to, to share. And so what ended up happening, which was an interesting, this was an interesting crossroads, was that our agency was growing because we were getting a lot of recognition. Like we were growing online, our online community was growing, our referral base was growing. And so we decided to bring on a team. And up until this point, it was just me and Frank, and we had a couple of support um team members, the contractors that were doing certain things for us. But at that point, we decided, okay, let's actually scale this to an agency model. Let's bring on other designers so we can take on the bulk of work that's coming. And that was the pivot that sort of like broke it. And again, I speak so candidly about this because we, we tr truthfully at my core, I can design. I'm not a designer. I can direct. I'm not a creative director. I can lead a team, but I am not a manager. Like those are not the things that I truly want and love and feel connected to doing but I was able to do them I was able to carry them out right and so we built this team we built this business within this structure that we were able to carry out but it really wasn't serving us we were really like struggling to stay connected to the work we were struggling to manage our schedules we were feeling really trapped in what we had built and this was not necessarily public knowledge of course, right? Because we still wanted to kind of put on the, the the show that everything was working well. And for all intents and purposes, it was working well. It just wasn't working for us. Um, and so what we ended up doing is we kind of met, came at a crossroads. And this was about, a, about almost two years ago now, where we really were like, this isn't 
sustainable. Like we can't continue this way. And so we decided to dismantle everything. We decided to go back to our roots, to go back to just the two of us in the business. And we decided to think about what is, what has been calling to us all along? What has really been the thing that we come back to every single day, even when everything feels hard. And for me, it was always showing up online. I always absolutely, no matter what, would get the content out. No matter what, I would show up and share on the stories. No matter what, I would be in the DMs. Like that was just such a core part of like what I felt was essential participation in our community and in the structure of our business, even though it really didn't have a lot to do with what we were actually delivering people. Um, and so we ended up phasing out. We phased out the design. We phased out the websites. We phased out the team. Um, and we did this very candidly as well. We shared about this online. You know, we told people that was happening. We sh shared the behind the scenes. We shared the mess. Um, we shared the transition. Um, we didn't know what the transition was going to look like. There was a long period, like last summer, I'd say spring, summer, where it was kind of just like, what? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> but it was all, we were all, we were just staying open to kind of receiving and thinking about what that next chapter could look like. And so fast forward, we are now fully, I am fully a coach and educator in the content and marketing space specifically, Frank is supporting our life and he's supporting the kind of behind the scenes of the business. But from a client facing perspective, it's just me. And like, we've never been happier as a couple. We've never been more aligned and fulfilled in the business. And it's interesting, of course, because our relationship is very intimate connected to that. So we can tell when the business is healthy, the relationship's healthy, the home is healthy, you know? Um, and so I don't know if that answers all the questions, but a couple of moments of transition, I mean, it was very challenging to come out and tell everyone we were not going to be doing our business the way we'd been doing it and that we were not going to continue to exist as the business that we had grown to be and be known for. But the really interesting thing is that wasn't what we were known for. So it was really easy to pivot in, in, the, in the grand scheme, even though it felt hard from an emotional perspective, right? Letting people down, letting clients down, letting the team down, um, but all for the greater good. And it's been really interesting to see how well it's been received and all that. So anyways, a bit of an overview, but let me know if there's anything you want to dig into specifically. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for sharing. I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, you know, a couple of things, right? I think what you've kind of touched on, like, you know, sharing really candidly. And I think this is something, you know, like human connection, like this is what everyone kind of, you know, wants, like this very vulnerable and raw, right? Like what's happening, this transparency. And I feel like, yeah, people talk about transparent business, but like how transparent are you really? And I've always said, I'm also a yoga teacher. I'm like, the more vulnerable you, you are, online with your students you're allowing others to kind of step into that as well right so by you sharing your story and like the struggles and everything you've probably also enabled others to kind of like you know prompt them to think I'm like hey actually am I doing it because you know it's working and it's and I, th I think it's so easy right like only because we're good at things doesn't mean this is like our passion our purpose and again you know you're a generator like sacral beings we're so good at so many different things right it doesn't mean <laughs> it's going to feel satiated and I think that's definitely a signal for you you know for us as well like when we feel satiated and like really satisfied like okay things are just really in alignment and to really kind of just witness that and then be able to share and the other thing I wanted to say my background is really like in startup, corporate brand, marketing, SEO, tech. And, you know, for the longest time, we've tried to like humanize brands. And I'm like, oh my God, actually my heart is with personal branding because it's all about the person behind the brand. Whereas corporate brands, they're trying to humanize, you know, now they're trying to move away from all these functional benefits to like emotional and humanize the brand. And I'm like, but it's, you know, it's, 
about the human like essentially I think what probably has drawn like 22 24 plus thousand followers you know into your community and space is your energy and Frank's energy and everything you share and I think ultimately it's humans connecting with you and your story right it's not necessary you could probably pivot again in the end maybe I don't know sell something that's completely different and people would probably still buy you know and I think sometimes you know with these transitions we're like okay how do we need to rebrand but actually look at the people that are already in your community you know some of them are probably going to follow you as well because I was like how am I going to what am I going to do with all my yoga community where I just used to teach yoga and I'm like guess what they're still here and you know they're just they're growing with you and I think we don't need to like rebrand or reinvent all the time but you know essentially if 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 they're like hardcore fans the hardcore community it's because of you and what you offer and your views and your values and how they kind of you know gem with that so I'm just like yeah lots of things done done very um very good and very right and yeah um something else I wanted to ask when you've kind of I was like okay she's very self-aware and very self-reflected right because to witness that you know it probably takes a lot of like self-work what are some of the practices maybe even back then and now that really kind of support you outside of or where do you seek support or things that kind of really fuel you as a human being because I think it's the self-work you know like there's no for me it's like the same right like self-growth is personal personal growth is business growth and vice versa and you know just you by sharing and just like talking through the journey I'm like okay there's probably been a lot of work um being so self-aware to kind of witness that I'm like hey actually this isn't right so maybe you want to share some of that yeah absolutely and I mean I completely agree that like this self and the business are the same, especially when you are like the golden goose in that sense, right? Where you are the 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 the, per, the, the person that has to perform tasks, whatever they might be, right? Um, and so, in terms of the care of that, that's been something that's been so so important to me from from a long long time. Like I feel like early, maybe maybe one two years into the business is when I started really taking it more, more seriously. But it's definitely been the morning journaling, the spending time reading, self-reflecting on um, all different practices, whether it's manifestation, um, habit building, like there's certain books I can name that have been like really formative for me. Um, but definitely always having that practice of like pen to paper with my thoughts in the morning, doing a, something that enriches my mind, like whether it's reading more on the self-development s- side of things, right? Like I like to read to, le- to learn, but I think a lot of times it's like reading to reflect is really important and I look for resources that allow me the space to do that um I've been loving like listening to podcasts huge for me as well going outside for walks listening to podcasts being very present in my body like doing doing like exercise like I love to do a Pilates class I love to do a walk I love to do a hike um I actually was a personal trainer in a past life which is interesting as well like so having that I think having that like that sense of literal physical self has made it even more important to just make sure that I'm always honoring and checking back in with that because being in the body is so much 
uh, it helps so much with getting out of the mind, I should say. Um, but being in the mind is great too. But I think all those reflective practices and those like consumption practices can sometimes become overwhelming. So you have to like move that somehow, right? Um, so the movement's always been really, really important to me. And um, I do, I'm a to be magnetic girly. So I do the, the, the TDM work. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so great. So, um, so that's been really, really huge for me and just having that practice and really inviting like a little bit more of like meditation into my, my like self-care ritual, which I never really did before, but I love the way that they do it because it's very visualization based. I'm such a visual, visual person. Like I really feel like I need that guide to like find different areas that I need to work on or, you know, different things like that. So, so really being a part of that universe has been, has been huge, but, but I feel like it's all, it's all interconnected. A huge element of it is it's, it's writing, it's reflection, it's manifestation, it's, you know, reading books that make me feel like I'm learning about myself, not just about my craft. Right. Um, and then getting into my body. Yeah. I mean, that's quick summary, but <laughs> those are some things. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, you're completely right. If like, you know, it's 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 always a holistic approach, right? Like there's things, you know, it's moving the body. And I think you've shared something. Is it you? Yeah, I think you've shared something the other day in the stories as well. I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's not just like one. For me, it's always, it, even when I work with a mentor and like, sometimes I'm like, tell me, what do you do outside, you know, besides this? Like, cause I feel like it gives so much away about the person you know, how they being able to reflect and how they kind of, you know, self-lead, right? Because I feel like before you lead others, you need to be able to kind of self-lead and self-regulate. And um, I feel like that's such an important quality that often gets missed, especially in the online coaching space. Um, yeah. So always, I think always beautiful then to see, you know, when someone, yeah, like you kind of shows up and actually embodies that, which I think is beautiful. So thank, you. thank you. Yeah, I do have like a little bit, um, and maybe this is a, a helpful, like tangible guide for anyone who's listening, but um, where in the morning, I kind of have like this set of non-negotiable elements. And it's not that I have to do the same thing every day, because I think that can be limiting, right? Where we think like, I have to wake up at 5am and I have to drink my lemon water and then I have to do, you know, everything. It feels like another task, but I have almost just more like checkpoints. So my, my four are like reflect, learn, move and create so all four of those things to try to do those things just for me before I get into the work of the day before I get onto the zoom before I get onto the socials etc and having those checkpoints for me is really helpful because it's like okay I know now that I've done the things that I need to do to feel full so that I can give right and I think that everyone's will be different right yours may not include all those things but can you at least think about what are the general areas and the arenas within yourself that you need to nurture before you can give to other people and I think just being aware of that has been huge for me and, and being also with the freedom to know that like okay all I need to do this morning is reflect so maybe that's I write maybe it's I have a conversation with Frank if I want to just talk through something maybe it's I um, do a meditation and a visualization right and then I want to learn so how am I going to do that um, and just knowing that it can change right you don't always have to do the same thing every day but you're still hitting those those things um, so that's just been the practice that I found really helpful that I wanted to share because it's very it's very easy to apply in any setting, right? I love that. I love the approach as well, you know, not being so rigid. I think it's sometimes, especially like, you know, when we kind of come into January, like Q1, where there's so much pressure, you know, with like habits and routines. And as, as soon as you do, don't do one, like, you know, it's really discouraging to some. And I'm like, okay, just, you know, look at overall. So kind of feel like the way you've kind of painted the picture, it's, almost like these 
abs, like overarching, just like an arc, right? And then you can kind of fit in. Um, I definitely have like a track and like, you know, and for me, it's just like, okay, this is what I like to do. Like, you know, movement or yoga and then, you know, meditate. And sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, when I don't check it off, it almost feels like I'm like, no, it's, it's there for me to see. So it's just a reminder when I work with my dashboard and, but at the same time, you know, you have it because you keep seeing it. So it's just nice. And yeah, finding again, like, you know, doing things your own way, like whatever, you know, serves you may not serve me or someone else. So I think it's, it's about finding, I always call them like your safety anchors. What are things, practices that really fuel you and also knowing like, how can you come back to yourself? Especially, I mean, Zoom time, I just always feel so exhausted. You know, even if it's just like an hour, it just drains so much, right? It's so different holding space in person um, than, you know, holding space um, online. And yeah. It is. Why do you think that is? Like, I'm curious if you know, because I feel so the same way. The energetics of it are just completely, completely different. And I don't know if it's because like when you're in someone's physical space, you can feed off of their physical energy, right? Like, and so it's just different. Whereas I feel like in the Zoom world, you're kind of like, you have to make, you have to almost do like extra mental gymnastics to make up for that of like under, you know, you can see 1D, but you can't see the 3D. And I just, I find it so interesting that it is so completely different. And I'm just curious if you've like (laughs) figured out why that is. I haven't like truly figured it out, but I actually saw a couple of studies like probably like last year because um, I think they were, like yeah from like some American Ivy League universities and they didn't like what they've pretty much said is like it's you focusing on the camera right like so they gave a couple of tips like you know hide yourself you and this is something I really did when I was still in my nine to five because I had like nearly 25 hours of meetings per week and I'm like this is just so draining so I started doing that or also really encouraging others like you know just turn the camera off like you know if you have to have either like you know hide yourself you so you don't look at yourself the whole time because that's also it's it's not normal right like you you're not supposed to look at yourself I don't know if like five yeah. hours a day and I think it's also missing the peripheral vision right because you're so like tunnel focused it's almost like you don't like you kind of said right it's not like 3d and yeah I think just like screen time in general <laughs> I don't know it's just like, yeah definitely definitely uh, yeah, I found the hiding the self view really, really helpful too, actually. That's that's like a good tip. I feel like people don't talk about that enough, but it does really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just always so interested to chat about like the digital wellness sort of stuff because I do think that it's a, it's such an interesting thing. And you mentioned like this thing about um, kind of like boundaries and, and creating that space for yourself, like those safe anchors or however you want to reference them. But, um, you know, when it comes to the online space and like creating boundaries, I always say like the things that you need, like that you need to give yourself, you need to create boundaries that give you space for those things. And then the areas where people need you are the things that are getting boundaried, right? So it's like you're creating and so you're setting the boundaries for the for the people that need you and you're creating boundaries for the sake of the fact that you need yourself. And I just think that that like understanding of it is such a good way for people to think about like how and where to even begin. Cause I think a lot of us who maybe have been doing a lot of self-work for a long time, think of it as just like second nature, but if it's new, you know, especially um, the morning routine, like I still, I wake up pretty early and I get people messaging me still all the time being like, how do you wake up so early? Like, how can I do that? And it's like, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like the waking up early, has nothing to do with it. You know, it's not about that. It's just about creating the space. 
Um, so anyways, I love that you mentioned that. And I just thought it was important to, to call that out a little bit. Yeah. And I think another thing, you know, also for others to understand is just because you wake up early, like it's not about the waking up early, but it's what does it give? What's the intention behind it? Right. It's like having the quiet, the quiet, the solitude, maybe before I always feel like, you know, waking up early, even before six, it almost feels like the world is still asleep. And like, I totally, it's a secret. Yeah. But it's not just about being up early, like, you know, being able to fit things in. And it's definitely something I've called out, like, you know, especially in the online world as well, you know, where we're talking a lot of like chasing, like, you know, six, seven figure revenue. I feel like this is like triggered me for the longest time. I'm like, it's not the money block. You know what it is? I'm like, it's what is the intention behind it? Because obviously you don't just randomly chase a specific revenue goal. So if you kind of talk about this, then let's also talk about like, why do you actually want to get that, right? What do you want to do with it? And so others understand. So it doesn't just become something like, oh, I also want to be a six figure coach, but why? What's the intention behind it? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's just, you know, by sharing that, obviously, um, with some of the practices, like, you know, like you said, this is what you like to do and why. And then it kind of gives that understanding. And it's not like, oh, I need to do the same thing as she does. But hmm, what's actually working for me? Like, right. Um, Totally, totally. Yeah. And I think people sort of seek out these like identities Mm-hmm. that they witness without again thinking about what's the intention or what or where does this apply to me or like if I was to embody this what would it look like how different would it look right and like knowing that there's so much malleability to it so yeah totally agree I like that um something else I wanted to kind of talk on obviously you know with the the focus being so strong on community right like community building like was there something was this something you really seeked for yourself and like you know you and your husband because I think you know often the things we teach or the things we coach on the things we talk about a lot right are obviously like things for us maybe things we would have really needed at a specific time so why the focus so strong on community and yeah would love to know that yeah that's a great question it's a it's an interesting twofold story on our end so both me and Frank were from the same hometown in Hamilton Ontario as I mentioned before and we kind of grew up there both left for university you know here and there but mostly we're there and established ourselves there in our early careers and because of that we had a built-in community like I most of my people that I spent time with I knew since I was five years old my parents live there his parents live there his brother lives there my brother lives there like we know people of all ages all generations all walks of life it's not a very it's a city it's a city but it's a small town too in, in its own way I went to university there for several years so our network locally was massive um which was fantastic and it was amazing and our business was able to grow the way it grew because of that like we with some of my first clients were like folks my mom was out working with you know who just needed some help with their website or you know little things like that and and um, even within the jobs that we had been holding our full-time jobs I was a personal trainer as I mentioned and Frank was working for a restaurant group and those those communities had huge networks and so when we kind of shifted into our business a lot of our initial clients came from that so we saw firsthand the power of the network in the local space. And what was really interesting is that two years in, in-ish, right? Yeah, probably two years into the business, we decided to move to Mexico. And we moved to a country where we didn't know any single person. <laughs> we had no network. There was no in-person. It was also the pandemic. So there was no travel. So there was no, so we were, we were there and we were essentially asked to start from scratch. And what was really interesting was that 
it wasn't from scratch because we had to build a giant community online. But this was the first time that we had been called to leverage that community. So I say giant, like probably around that time, we had maybe like 5,000 followers, maybe a little bit more. Pretty significant though, um, for, you know, a small business. And so we, we really were able to like, leverage that community to make friends, which was super interesting, like to be able to actually bridge the gap to say, oh, you know, for example, like a, a good friend of ours, that's a couple that we've now vacationed with multiple times, worked with multiple times. We met them because I saw on TikTok that she happened to be there. Like she was in Tulum and I was like, hey, do you want to hang out? Because like, we didn't have anyone to hang out with, you know? So it was like little things like that, that started coming up where we really realized, I mean, first of all, the, there was twofold where there was like the personal relationship side of things where we realized like, wow, we can actually like find and make real life friends because of this online network that we have. But also the fact that we were able to uproot, which was essentially a local business. Most of our clients we were working with in person moved to a new country and our business grew. It didn't even change because we were able to continue to work with people online. We had the relationships, we had the network. So we saw this really interesting bridge where having that local community allowed our business to succeed. The success of our business allowed us to grow our online community because we had a growing network. Like the local community was where it all started. So we didn't just start from scratch with nothing. You know what I mean? But we knew that we had the local community that helped us to kind of grow to this new um, space where we were able to have an online community. And then we were able to like put that to the test by removing the local element and solely relying on the online community, but then almost rebuilding the local again. So we rebuilt the local in uh, Mexico. We now moved and we live in LA now. We've done the same thing here. We've rebuilt the local. Every single person I know in LA, that's my good friends that I spend time with every weekend. I met them on the internet. I met them through Osierra, through social media. So it's been really, really interesting because the reason reason why we knew community was important is because we had ultimately the the ultimate you know everyone's wish for a local community and local network. But then we left it and we had to really be like, well, what does it look like when you have to make an effort to make this what you, what you kind of remember it to be or what you want it to be? Um, so yeah, we've definitely lived through it. We've definitely lived through it, and we've also recognized again as well that not just is it important to build nurture community because you want to have friendships or because you want to have your business be sustained, but when you want to make a change in your business, that trust is the, is what will get you from point A to point B. So like you had mentioned earlier in the conversation, um, you could sell anything and people would probably buy it. And that's because of trust. Like ultimately it's trust. People knew that the first version of our business was solid. They know that our next version of our business is solid. They know that whatever comes up after that is going to be solid, right? And that's not to say that you need to be changing, pivoting all the time, but people change and they evolve and your community can evolve with you. And we've really seen that and we've really put it to the test and we've seen that we can come out the other side stronger for it. And it's been just so beautiful. So that's really why we feel so strongly about helping other people to do the same thing or to build that trust because inevitably you're going to see change. Inevitably, you're going to see transition. And maybe you'll actually seek out and step into the next chapter with more, like feeling more excited or feeling more empowered to actually go that route and take the leap because you know you have the safety net of community where I think a lot of people don't take the leaps that they really desire to take, like moving to Mexico, moving to Los Angeles, whatever it is, because they're like, well, who's going to catch me, right? And we can build that. We can build the, 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 the system of trust that kind of catches us. And we've really been able to, to do it. And it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I oh, this is like... <laughs> like, uh, I love that. Um, I was also, I wasn't, when Tulum, or when, it, when were you in Tulum? 
Yeah, so we moved to Tulum twenty October twenty twenty, and we stayed there. We just sold our house in um, this past February, but we were kind of there on and off up until last summer of twenty twenty two. So we were about two years on and off that we were there. But yeah, twenty twenty to twenty twenty two. Yeah, I was there like in October twenty twenty one. Oh my gosh! Well, we would have been there. Well, actually, we think we I think we were spending some time in LA during that time, but and then around afterwards, like um, oh, so funny. Yeah, because this was at the time when obviously like all restrictions and then I the company I used to work for we uh, had an office in Berlin and then also in LA and I was like okay I need to get to LA somehow but those restrictions well you could always go via Mexico and I'm like actually this would be nice and then just um spend some time in Tulum in Aldea Zama which is really really nice it's beautiful there lots of um but yeah (laughs) It's it's really it's really shifted since we've been there. Like, there's so much going on there. We haven't been back in a in a while since November. Um, we have some friends that live there still, and so we were thinking about going back soon in the next maybe a couple of months, just for a weekend or something, just to sort of see how everything's looking. But yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's such an amazing memory. I was just listening to a podcast this morning that was just reminding me of like the idea that we can often become very nostalgic for things and wish that we had done them differently or wish that we had embraced them more or whatever. And it's like the concept that like, we need to know that like wherever we are now is the good old days, you know? And I think that's something that when we were living in Tulum, I wish I knew at the time, but we were in the throes of this complete upheaval of our business. So it was really hard to be present in how incredible the opportunity was to just be there. Um, and so that's like, if I could say one regret is that, is that I didn't know that that was gonna be the good old days now. So I'm excited to go back with different, different eyes different perspective on life and embracing the present and stuff like that but yeah we're in the good old days right now so just a little reminder for everybody <laughs> I love that. um I want to talk about a couple of things in your chart and then but also then kind of maybe tie it back to life of the party which is obviously um one of your signature um programs experiences as I like to call them and you know when I was looking at it I was like this is so nice I'm like I feel like what you know what what they've created there like it's right there in your chart so one of your so like in human design you know there's so many different places to look at but what I like to really look at is like where is someone's uniqueness right where you can really and I feel like in in an era where everyone's talking about like POV and being unique you know like sometimes people you know like where are the gifts right so you have the channel um 1762 which is all about basically you you've been born to improve and organize patterns and for the future right so whatever is not working now making order out of chaos um and yeah if something is not working you're trying to kind of fix it right um that is one thing I wanted to point out. And then your son. Um, so we have like, you know, when we kind of look into the charts, I don't want to go into so much depth, but we have like your unconscious and your conscious side, right? So your personality as you probably know yourself and others, and then the unconscious. And this is something really beautiful. It's the more I see humans who are quite, you know, self-aware and kind of let the body move rather than they make decisions, you know, from the body rather than from the mind, you are actually seeing a lot of like the unconscious placements, very, very present. And so your son, for example, the sun obviously stands for your core energy, your power and your strength. 
um, your conscious son um, is all about innovation, transformation, newness, initiation, leaps of faith, and making order out of chaos again, right? And um, your Mercury, which stands for, you know, communication. So it kind of gives a little bit of insight, like, hey, what am I actually here to share? So you're conscious mercury is in gate 42 and it's all about celebration closing loops full potential and growth and your unconscious is in gate 58 which is all about aliveness joy vitality potential and transformation and now i'm gonna kind of you know bring it back to life of the party because i feel like life of the party kind of really embodies like all these elements and i'm like I wonder whether she's already aware of like all these placements and like, okay, let me just <laughs> um, pull and like, actually this would work. Um, yeah. how do you feel about that? And then, yeah, let's also talk about life of the party. Cause I mean, it's not only just like a cool name, but a really amazing program, which I've signed up for as well. So yeah. I know. I'm so excited to have you in it. So, okay. Hearing that was wild. No, I have not gone that deep to know all that, those things. And that was really, really interesting. And I feel like so true <laughs> so true in so many ways like just so so aligned and I think for me the thing that really stuck out the most is the idea of um taking action right to whatever that may whatever end that might be so whether that is transformation from point a to point b whether that is taking a big leap to get from you know where you are to where you want to go whether that means um you know transforming through shared knowledge right I think that's a big part of it too and I also think that even from, you know, that idea of like, um, yeah, just that idea of looking ahead and, and thinking it's not what looking, sorry, at what's presently not working and being ruthless and changing it. And that's something that like, I really, really feel is so essential to me is that like, it's not working the way it is. We don't have to stay there. We do not have to stay in the, in the chaos or in the not working or in the discomfort for, for the negative discomfort. I mean, there's always gonna be discomfort, you know, and I think that's important, but we don't have to stay in this, in the suck, right. In the like, I roll, I don't like doing this thing. And, and also the, the enjoyment, the vibrancy, the aliveness, like all of that side of things, I think it all kind of goes hand in hand because if you can feel, uh, if you are seeking vitality, if you are seeking to feel alive, if you are seeking to be the life of the party, whether that's your, in your own life, in your business, et cetera, you're going to settle for much less. You're going to make the decisions that need to be made to get from point A to point B. You're going to create order that supports that next chapter. And you're going to feel excited to do it. And that's really, I think, the main reason why I have created everything that I've created, especially in the social media space, is that there's such a deep like dislike for that work. Like People really just do not enjoy showing up online. They do not enjoy creating on their platforms. They feel like it's a drag. They feel like it's pointless. They feel like people are not paying attention to them. Um, it's hard to be seen. It's also uncomfortable to be seen. Like There's so much reason not to move forward. And yet, if you can do it in a way that is really like really connected to community, really connected to your own skills and gifts, which is something that I talk about at length, it's like, there is a way to make this work for you. There is a way that's going to make it feel incredible. There is another side, right? If you just kind of can take this next step, take this leap and acknowledge that where you're at right now isn't working and it's not fun and let's make it work and make it be fun. Like really that is the jump. And so when you share all that stuff, I mean, yes, so much of every single quality you shared is like how I live my life. Um, but how it translates into my work is also just that, that 
that desire to make change and that knowing that change is highly possible for everybody um, has driven me to bring people in for it, right? Call people in to, to, do, to do the work too and to do it from a place that's very individual. So I think it's interesting that you go so deep into the human design stuff. Um, and I mean, I would love to bring more of that into my, my work as well in the sense of just like having kind of most of the folks that I work with are quite self-aware. Like they have a sense of like how they work best and how they do those things. And so when I begin the course, when I begin my work, it's always what is going to feel best for you. And if there's things that I speak to in the course, for example, let's say we're talking about, so life of the party, just for a quick overview, it's this content strategy course, right? So we work together to become, or to kind of shape your content strategy with you as the leader of your brand. So I call it life of the party because it's like, you are stepping in front of the brand. You are hosting it. You are inviting people in. You are enjoying it. You are having a good time while you're showing up. And so with that, we we build structures and like structures that will support you in, in doing that, right? In terms of like, whether that's your actual like strategy of how often you're posting, what platforms you're posting on, what conversations you're having, how are you leading? Who are you as a leader? All these questions. But there's gonna be things along the way that you might see someone else doing and it doesn't feel good for you, right? So that's like, I use like video as a great example because if, if you think about like video, like a reels, right? There's like a million different types of videos that you can do. There's like the talking head videos. There's like the green screen videos. There's like the like, I'm chilling, doing my morning routine videos, like all those things. And we don't have to do them all. We just have to do the ones that feel accessible, fun, aligned for us, authentic for us. That's it. And it's that interesting thing where we even spoke about this before we were on camera I think it was before we started chatting today um but we spoke about the idea that like you know, understanding your human design is like a permission slip and I like to think that everything I do and create with people in social media is a permission slip it's a it's a you don't have to do it their way you can do it your way and it just so happens that my way has made it very possible for me to create something like this because of all of those qualities that you described um but there's still so much room for people to do it their own way within it and it's just like yeah it's really interesting to hear it reflected back to me and just like talk about it from that lens yeah no it's so beautiful and I think you know like as leaders or you know coaches mentors whatever whatever I mean it's just like what right in the end um I feel like it's the energy you kind of stepping into it's I was kind of see like I was to say like to clients and like you get to create your own brand and you get to create your own business like here are the tools I can give you this is the strategy if you want to do SEO I can tell you exactly you know what works in SEO I can tell you what works here in the end you get to pick and choose what it works for you if you feel frustrated about like showing up online you know maybe then don't do it. If you don't like writing newsletters, I'm like, yes, I will let you know. That's obviously, I mean, newsletters, it's, you know, it's your own channel. It's not a rented platform. That's what really builds your list. It's important. But if you feel like you have to force yourself, then it's the energy you kind of bring into that as well, right? So I think it's so important to kind of educate that way only because it works for us. We can teach you and educate on like the things that are best practice and what actually work, but you get to play with it and have fun with it. Because if you don't like showing up for yourself and for your business, then what's the point, right? I mean, ultimately, why did we leave? Why did we ditch the nine to five? You know, why did we want to become our own bosses? I mean, especially in the beginning, like there's so much time you invest and it has to be fun. Like it's not fun all the time, probably, you know, I'd say 99.9 .9 times. But you, yeah, yeah, 
yeah, I'm so passionate about this because I'm like, no, you get to do you and however you want to show up, right? And I think, yes, there's still best practices. And obviously if we work with, you know, other mentors and coaches, we obviously want to learn from like their side and what's worked, but it's like, hey, here's the toolkit and you pick and choose what works for you. Exactly, exactly. I like to think of it as like a, as like a content marketing as it's like overall holistic almost like a mosaic right like it's like you're building a whole but you're building it from very different pieces than anyone else will have and that's what makes it beautiful right that's what makes it art in a sense and I think that you said like even the idea about a newsletter right if you if you have started a newsletter and you're feeling resistance towards it my sort of approach to something like that would be well there's going to be two options. There's going to be, you just don't write a newsletter, but maybe you do see the value in that and you want to have the private community and you want to have the list. So, okay, if, if it's not, I'm just not going to do it. Then it's, let's do it your way. Like what is, if, what is it? You don't like writing, then we're not going to make you write a newsletter that's a hundred you know, paragraphs of an essay. You do love writing and you don't really like curation or coming up with little lists or searching the internet for things and write from the heart, make it a diary entry, right? Like there's always a method that you can choose that feels good. And that's the thing that I think is so beautiful about the content marketing space or the way that I approach the content marketing space is that like it really, there's a lot of freedom, but the problem is that people get kind of trapped in the shoulds, right? They get trapped in the, I'm seeing what everyone else is doing. I'm seeing what everyone else is doing. Do I need to do it that way too? If I don't, there's a lot of fear-based marketing that happens right from, from folks in the industry being like, if you don't post this many times a day, like this is going to happen and whatever. And people get kind of freaked out. And so my mission is really to just be like, no, 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 like there is another way. It's your way. Let's build it together and it will work. Like we can, we can make it work. So anyways, on the same page as you, as per usual. <laughs> love it anyway so live of the party i mean it's um kicking off next month which is really exciting i mean are there still open spaces and maybe you want to share some of the deeds for anyone who's interested yeah at the time that we are currently recording this there are three spots left and it's right now tuesday august 8th and so we will be uh, closing doors September 1st. So I'll do a final push um, or in, if it sells up before then. Um, so I'll be doing a final push online with some, some more details on that in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it starts September 18th. Really excited for it. It's a six-week program. So every week we meet for a lesson as well as a coaching call. So two meetings weekly for six weeks. Um, there are workbooks. There are reflection exercises. There is a community group chat where you can get coaching from me along the way. Um, and the structure of it really is about, first and foremost, identifying who you are as a leader and everything else as a reflection of that. So really understanding who you are as a leader, what is your unique perspective? What is the community that you really want to be calling in? What platforms are going to do the work in doing that? Like where, where does it make sense for you to show up? Where do you have the capacity to be showing up? And then we sort of get more granular from there in building out the exact sort of schedule and knowing how much time do you have to commit to these different things? Where do you want to put your energy and your focus based on the goals that you have? Um, because I really believe it's different. Not Like I said, not everyone's landscape is going to be the same. So if you have five hours a week and your goal is to grow your, your, maybe it's to get more leads in your business, for example, the way you share and show up and how you prioritize that time is going to be very different from somebody who has 20 hours a week and they want to grow their audience to 20K followers or whatever it might be, right? So knowing what your goals are, building on a structure and schedule that actually will support those things and then learning how to ideate content ideas that are really 
um, impactful that really help you stand out in your industry that really call in the aligned community that you're looking to have. And it's not uh, super platform specific. We do get into some of the nitty gritty of Instagram and planning out graphics and reels, um, video editing, et cetera. But it's really like skills you could apply to most platforms. And then there's a lot of open space for coaching to ask questions about other platforms if you want to figure out how to integrate or uh, spread content among you know different spaces. We have lots of experience with all of the all of the places that that content shows up and really the way we approach it is from the leader down right so kind of like you said it's like whoever you are and the community you want to call in the platforms are secondary and you can kind of switch it up um but yeah we do kind of go into some of those more granular skills and, and creating a visual atmosphere for your brand and that kind of thing um through the social media lens and uh and it's just yeah it's a really beautiful journey of just a very multifaceted and very personalized um look at showing up online and building a strategy that is actually reflective of your energy and capacity rather than something that you feel indebted to showing up for, like it's a prescriptive framework, right? We really avoid any of the formulas, any of the kind of like structures that hold you back and we just create structures that build you up. Um, so, I mean, quick summary there, but yes, it is starting in September. I'm so excited for it. There are a couple of spots left. And even if you maybe hear this after the fact and you just want to sneak into my DMs and see if there's room, um, I'm always open to making exceptions because it's just, yeah, something that I love to share with people. And I'm really looking forward to this one. This is going to be like the cohort is incredible. The people who are, have signed on yourself included are just amazing. And I know you're going to get so much from like meeting and connecting with each other, um, even beyond just, um, the curriculum as well. So. Yeah. Thank you for giving me space to share that. Of course. And yeah, I mean, I feel like I've already had like so many, you know, women and reach out like on Instagram. They're like, oh, I think it's you, right? Like I, I might've seen your name. I'm like, oh, so there's already a connection happening now. And I always say like, you know, sometimes when you facilitate a program or even like back in yoga, I'm like, there's so much magic that happens, you know, within like the humans already. Mm -hmm. like, there's so much sharing back, right? It's It's not just like this, like, top-down teaching but like I feel like you know everyone just kind of bounces and it's always interesting I feel like this it's always the right humans in a specific cohort the dynamic is just super interesting so totally um, yeah I mean for me it was a no-brainer right I was like do I need this I'm like yeah I mean <laughs> also like I'm like I want to know more like you know not that like specific things are new but like there's I just love hearing about like different approaches and obviously I really resonate with how you show up and I'm like yes and then just streamline my time a little bit with content creation. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Anyway, um, Sandy, we've come to an end. Um, we stretched a little bit, but I feel like so much, yeah, so much juiciness. And um, thank you so much for, yeah, choosing to be here, taking the time. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of, you know, birth this and share this with the community and yeah for anyone who obviously doesn't know you um to also get a feel for you and your energy and your style of working thank you thank you so much for giving me space this was fantastic and if anyone wants to connect with me on instagram you can reach out anytime it's at osierra creative um my dms are always open i truly like love to chat i the relationships are what i live for so say hi let me know you listened um it'd be great to get to know you thank you so so much Alright, thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grow Your Own Way. I'm so happy um, you shared space with me. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could rate this podcast, 
um, either on Spotify or um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, because it simply means that more human beings will find this podcast. Again, thank you so much. If you have any questions, any requests, um, head over to Instagram at your line space. My DMs are always open and I always love to hear from you. Bye.